It is a beautiful day to apply some logic and confess the truth. I'm Megan Steele, and this is Confessions of a School Nurse. Welcome to episode 14, and today, today we are going to be applying the most logic that I think I've ever applied in an episode before. Um, the, the episode today is going to be quite comical, but I really want you to, to see the truth behind what we're going to talk about because it is, it's interesting and it's using policies that are currently in place, guidelines that are currently in place to help fight for your students. I, I can't tell you how many times I have laughed and I have giggled overriding this episode. I was even giggling today uh, just talking to some friends about it because it's so filled with logic. But like at the same time, like why are we even happening to have this discussion? But today, today I am going to give you the information that you need to rid your school of those furry little animals. Yes, Yes, I said furry little animals. And I am referring to those students that are male or female who might identify as being a they, them, a Z, Zao, whatever it is, and also identify as being a cat or a dog or a wolf or, or whatever it is that they want to identify as. I, I have a solution for you school nurses. Um, we all know, we all know that humans are not animals. Um, we know we're not affirming them. We're not going along with that anymore. Um, their parents, right? Parents do parents. You do you. If, if, if you want to affirm your child for that, then there's going to be repercussions for you. And I'm going to show you that today because I promise you that you have these guidelines or policies or rules already in place at your school. So get ready to apply a lot of logic today. I should begin today's episode, episode number 14, by telling you that this situation um, came about because I have a friend who has a friend whose student has a child in their class that is identifying as a wolf. And this wolf is disrupting the class. Learning isn't happening. There's all kinds of issues. This wolf will only bark. Um, this wolf doesn't participate in things. Trying to do peer work or group work is difficult with this, with this student who is in elementary school, mind you. Um, and so my friend told her friend that, look, like Kansas laws, like you can't have wolves in a classroom. They're considered an exotic animal. And so my friend started telling me the story. And then the next thing I know, she's sending me Kansas law. She's sending me pictures of the law where in Kansas, it's, it's considered to be an exotic animal. And you have to have a very specific license to, to have a wolf. And so then I got to thinking, oh my goodness, I bet we have school policy on having animals in our classroom. Don't we? Yeah, we do. And as a school nurse, you should be all over this. And you should be all over this because you're one of the main responsibilities of being a school nurse is for the safety and health 
of the students and the safety and health of the other teachers and whoever else may be in your building, right? So how safe is it to have exotic animals roaming your school? It's not safe. Exotic animals, they're dangerous, they're unpredictable, their instincts are to attack and bite and defend. What happens if they just walk down the hall and brush them on the shoulder? Are they gonna start attacking and biting and fighting? Because that, that my friends, is what wild exotic animals do. You know, when you talk about animals, right, they they have animal instincts. They're essentially like like a ticking time bop ready to explode. Their behavior is completely unpredictable, very unpredictable. And exotic animals, as well as other animals, pose a serious health risk to humans. They carry zoonotic diseases. And guess what? Humans can get those. Herpes, hep bees, monkeypox, salmonosis, right? Those are communicable into humans. So as a nurse, remember you're concerned with the safety and the well-being of your student body, your teachers and your staff. Are you catching my drift here? And teachers, this should be of dire concern for you too. You, you want a safe classroom. You don't want any biting or scratching or attacking going on in your classroom. You don't want unpredictable behaviors. You don't want zoonotic diseases. And you definitely don't want any of your students to become ill or have mental health issues in your classroom, right? I'm gonna pick on Wichita Public Schools because they really make it quite easy to have a case that, uh, no reason to have animals in your school anymore. Um, so the Wichita Public Schools, there um, it's one of the largest school districts here in the state of Kansas. There's, I mean, lots and lots of buildings, thousands upon thousands of students and staff. Well, you see, they put out this um, Wichita Public Schools guidelines for visiting and resident animals. Now, I think that people might say, well, Megan, they're just guidelines. They don't have to be followed. The point is guidelines are best practices. Guidelines help keep students safe. So essentially guidelines should be followed as policy. And in their guidelines, I, I cannot tell you how, how funny this is, but um, they specifically tell me in this policy that um, wild animals, which includes a wolf in the state of Texas or in the state of Kansas, um, is considered a wild animal. Um, a domestic dog and cat are not. Um, those are not considered wild animals, but they specifically talk in here. It says wild animals pose a risk for transmitting rabies as well as other zoonotic diseases and should never be brought into schools or handled by children. So why are we allowing these wolves into the classroom? You have, you have policy. You have right here. It says you should never be brought into the schools. 
So school nurses and teachers, I want you to take this policy. I want you to take this policy to your administration. And I want you to say, why are we allowing these animals in here? And then when they look at you and be like, well, oh, silly Megan, those, they're not really animals. Really? Really? So if that's the case, then I'm going to be referring to them as male and female, and I'm going to be referring to them as a human in my classroom. And if you think otherwise, well, then your policies better be followed. Are you catching my drift here? Okay, I have to continue because they have, they just lay this out so clear. They lay it out so clear for you nurses, parents, teachers. Okay, so um, they also have a thing in here about wolf dog hybrids. And it says these animals are crosses between a wolf and a domestic dog and have shown a propensity for aggression, especially toward young children. Therefore, they should not be allowed on school grounds. So if you got any wolves in your classroom, kick them out. You still have dogs and cats. I got you. I'm coming for you. Um, it specifically says that if you are a dog, you have some dogs in your classroom, well, guess what, teachers? You have the right to ask for a health certificate that has been signed by a licensed veterinarian. And in order to be fully safe, you need to have proof of current vaccination against canine distemper, canine hepatitis, leptosaprosis, parainfluenza, bordetella, and rabies. Animals must have had a negative fecal exam or proof of successful treatment for internal parasites in the past year. So, you got dogs in your classroom? You better be getting a uh, health certificate from a veterinarian and see that their immunizations are met. And these aren't the immunizations that we as, as humans get. These are very specific. So, those animals in your class need to have those because that's what the guidelines and policy states. Um, all right, you got some cats in your classroom. Guess what? We got a policy for cats on the books. Yes, we do. A health certificate also signed by a licensed veterinarian. So these parents can take their children to a veterinarian and get a signed slip, okay? Because that's what this says. And then they have to have proof of current vaccination against feline distemper, rhinotracheitis, calcivirus, chlamydia, uh, feline leukemia, and rabies. And guess what? Your felines also have to have a negative fecal exam. You like this? You do, don't you? I mean, like, come on. You have... There's a policy here. You can't have these animals in your classroom. And this policy gets better for Wichita Public Schools. Proper restraint of animals. And it specifically says, dogs, cats, and ferrets should be wearing a proper collar, harness, and or leash when on the school campus or in the classroom so they can be easily controlled. Household rope or string is not an appropriate restraint tool. And here, here my friends, are you ready for this? 
The owner or responsible person should stay with the animal during its visit to the school. No animal should be allowed to roam unrestrained on the campus or in the classroom. So I think your question that you need to ask here is, do you need to provide an extra chair in your classroom for this responsible person that's gonna be sitting by their animal on a harness all day long? Right, because these animals are not allowed to roam free on school campus or in the classroom. Do you see the humor in this? Do you see the amount of logic in this? You know, the policy also goes on to a to specifically talk about student contact with animals. And it lays out here why these guidelines are put into place. Talks about bites, rough play, um, talks about uh, proper hygiene and hand washing when you're around these animals and that careful consideration should be taken when determining if animals should be allowed in the nursing stations or clean supply rooms at the school. Hello, it's right here. Do not allow cats or dogs in sandboxes where children's play. And then it even talks about more about immunocompromised students and Wichita Public Schools. I guarantee you that you have immunocompromised students, teachers, and staff. So I have sent a lot of emails to the Wichita Public Schools today. Um, and at the time of this recording, I have gotten nothing back. Now, in their defense, it's only been not, well, for, uh, I guess, not quite five hours since I have requested information. Because my request is simply that with the animals in the classroom, and I put in there um, students that are identifying as cats, dogs, and wolves, is the, are these guidelines being followed? Because I'm really curious how they're handling an uptake and having people be sitting by, by these animals in the classroom and how is that disrupting classroom management? Um, how, how are these animals being looked at, being carried around on a leash or a harness? That's huge mental health, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> you can't get, you can't get any more clear. You specifically have guidelines for protecting your students against animals, but yet you allow these animals um, to just roam your schools when it's specifically against your guidelines used to keep safe. And so here's the deal. When you take this, to your administrators, teachers, and nurses, when you take this, you demand an answer. You demand an answer while guidelines and policies aren't followed. Demand that answer. You deserve that answer. Especially you nurses, you, you totally deserve that answer. Your, your job is to keep the safety and health of students as your number one and two priorities. So if you're going to have policy against animals, you better be following it. You catching my drift? 
ladies and gentlemen, that's all I got for episode 14. I hope that you enjoyed this massive truth bomb, this massive amount of logic that we can apply. And go to your administrators, pull up your policies, go to your administrators, see what they have to say. Because if they look at you weird, sit in silence, let them speak first, because if you're going to catch them, you're going to catch them because they're going to be like, well, well, uh, um, well, that doesn't, you know, those are just guidelines. We don't have to follow them. Well, okay. Let me talk about guidelines, right? Guidelines are there to protect safety and health. So why is it followed for this animal, but not this animal? Demand an answer. If you brought in a true real life dog and this had to be followed, then that student sitting in there that wants to be identified as a real life dog better be following the same thing. Otherwise that's discrimination. And we can open a whole can of worms on that one. The use, use the policies in place nurses, use the policies in place teachers, fight against this baloneyness that is going on, all right? I hope that you guys have a good laugh. I hope that you realize that you have power to make amazing changes for your students. And I hope that that today's podcast on applying so much logic will help you have a wonderful day. So until next time, my friends, please send this out to everyone. Go to my website, send me an email. It's Megan at confessionsofaschoolnurse.com. That's Megan, M-E-G-A-N at confessionsofaschoolnurse.com. Until next time, confess to tell the truth. God bless.